Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to Undivided, episode number 42 here on the Life Coach Radio Network, which is brought to you by Audible.com. Audible.com, the world's leader in spoken audio, audiobooks, online periodicals and speeches for all things spoken audio. It's Audible.com. Head on over to Audible.com after our show this evening and in the drop-down menu box, select Life Coach Radio Network, type that in to receive a 30-day free trial of Audible.com. That's Audible.com, the sponsor of our program here on the Life Coach Radio Network. And welcome in, everyone, to Undivided, episode number 42, Navigating a Toxic Relationship. My special guest this evening is Lisa Concepcion. And we are live here at 7 o'clock on the East Coast. I'm in New Jersey Lisa will be joining me in a couple of minutes from Florida. We are live here on March 20th, 2019, the first day of spring. And this show will be dedicated, as you know, I don't always dedicate shows. This show will be dedicated to all those who died and all those affected in the terrible attacks in New Zealand in the two mosques um, earlier this week. And the disclaimer for our program the views of tonight's episode, Undivided, number episode number 42, Navigating Toxic Relationships, may not necessarily be the views of myself as host, Frank J. Maduri, my guest this evening, Lisa Concepcion, and may not necessarily be the views of the Life Coach Radio Network. And now that we're beyond the disclaimer, welcome everyone into Undivided. It's good to be back with you. In the two weeks since Diana Tapia joined me for the Immigration Divide episode, I don't know about you, but it felt like a long time. You know, sometimes those two weeks go in a blink of an eye, and sometimes they go kind of somewhere in between, and sometimes they seem to drag. And this time around, it it seemed to really drag. I was able to get a lot done between uh, that episode and being back with you here this evening. And now we turn the page to spring. That was our last winter episode of the Undivided series for 2019, and Lisa will be the first guest in the spring episodes. And I've been asked, you know, by many people coming into tonight's episode, well, what's a toxic relationship really like? And it'd be characterized by behaviors on the part of the toxic partner, excuse me, that are emotionally and oftentimes physically damaging to the other partner. Some signs could be, you know, passive aggressive behavior, volatility, Everyone knows the feeling of walking on eggshells, asking for permission, feeling constantly exhausted, and also from being isolated from others and really from everything that your life was like before. So we're going to get into that and to some other things this evening uh, with Lisa as far as it can't, it's not only a romantic relationship, it could be a toxic parent, it could be a toxic boss or supervisor, a toxic coworker. So we're going to explore some of that tonight. And again, uh, Lisa will be my guest this evening. Lisa Concepcion is a certified professional life coach specializing in dating and relationships. She's a uh, recognized coach in that area and self-love, breakups and divorce also. Uh, she graduated from IPAC, as did I, endorsed by the International Coaching Federation. She's a dating and relationships expert. As I mentioned before, she lives in Miami and serves as that expert to the masses by conducting sessions remotely and helping people via video conference and YouTube worldwide. Lisa joins us now this evening to lend her expertise on the subjects of tops, toxic relationships. Excuse me. 
Lisa, welcome to Undivided. Hi. Thanks so much for having me on the program. Thank you so much for being here. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome. How are you? It's so nice to hear a Jersey accent. <laughs> I know, right? I was thinking about that, too. I was like, ah, we get to connect the old Jersey connection. You know, I love doing I that. I know. <laughs> you, you you don't know it until you've lived here, I, I tell you, you know? I know. I miss the food. I definitely miss the food. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so spoiled by that. You know, I think about that a lot. <laughs> I mean, what uh, well, I thank would you do so much for of... Oh, you're welcome. Welcome. I'm, I'm psyched to be here. Thank you. No, you, go ahead with your thoughts. Sorry, there is a delay. You'll get used to it. Oh, okay. So, no, I was just going to say what I would do for a Fiori's Deli sandwich <laughs> from Hoboken. Oh, I hear you. Oh, I hear you right there. Oh, makes me want to take the path train up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, as I mentioned in the introduction, you know, the topic for tonight on, on this program as we enter the first segment of the show, which is called the divide segment, is mm-hmm. toxic relationships. You and I have talked about this, um, you know, offline we've communicated and, you know, we've talked about how, you know, vital relationships are to people and how it plays such a huge role in their lives. And coming into the show tonight, so many people were saying to me, you know, I've had experience with that. And I think that everyone has, or many people have experienced at one point or another, uh, a toxic relationship in their life. Could you provide to the audience some background as to why this is the case? Absolutely. So here's the thing about toxic relationships. When we're in them, oftentimes, if we don't have a basis of comparison, we think that that's normal. So let me give you an example. Let's say you're a kid and you were in a toxic parenting dynamic. So unless you go to a friend's house, and you notice a different dynamic, a different energy in their home, it's not going to be very obvious to you, let's say at, you know, 7, 8, 10, even 12 years old, that something is a little off in your home. Um, So that's what usually happens when when we're young and we are in, let's say, a toxic parenting situation. Let's say we have narcissistic parents maybe neglectful parents, either emotionally or just, you know, overall neglectful, Um, we then compare and we observe. And when we're young, we're very connected to the feelings and emotions of people, and it's palpable when we're little, you know. So what happens is if Mm -hmm. we don't have those things solved because we don't have a voice because we're little and we think we're bad if we speak up and say, oh, well, Jennifer's parents would never talk to Jennifer that way. Your parents would probably say, well, then go live with Jennifer's parents. Or, you know, they would be very unkind. (laughs) They wouldn't be receptive, okay? And yet you're feeling as if your emotional needs aren't being met. You're you're not having a voice. You're not having um, the, the, the space to express yourself freely without judgment. And these things that happen when we're little only uh, transcend our relationships later in life. That's very true. It, it comes to almost define some people. You know, we talked about that in the Cage of Titles 
uh, episode with um, uh, when Alexandra Maffitt was the guest uh, last summer and how people could get defined by a label or something that happened to them in their past or in their childhood. It's a similar situation. Um, it's common for people to remain in a toxic relationship, you know, whether it's toxic parenting, you know, it's hard to break that, cut that cord, so to be, so to speak, excuse me, or whether it's in another relationship, a close friendship, a romantic relationship, what causes people to take that option versus just walking away? Well, when we get into that whole realm of what motivates people to remain in something toxic, we look at codependency, narcissistic dynamic. So what happens is that people who are in these toxic relationships become comfortable with the familiarity of those relationships. So they know that they're not feeling good. They know that there's something off. They should not be talked to that way, treated the way they are. However, the fear of leaving that relationship for the unknown is greater. So I always say to people in a situation, let's say I'm coaching somebody and they're in a relationship and it's toxic and they want to break up, they want to leave. They often choose to stay because leaving is just so much more fearful than staying. So it's only until that fear of the unknown is less fearful than what's known, that's when change happens. So I think, you know, maybe your listeners can uh, think of a time in their life where they were in a toxic situation, a toxic relationship, perhaps with like a boss. And the paycheck is good. The steady pay is, you know, providing a life. And so you, out, you weigh out all these um, pros and cons. But you'll stay in the job because you're afraid that you might not find anything else. And you might fear, well, at least I know what I get here. At least I know my benefits are good. They pay me on time uh, regularly. I have good relationships within the organization. So it's kind of similar to a relationship. We bargain with ourselves and we'll say things like, well, I mean, I do want to break up with this guy but or girl, but like, you know, what am I going to do then? You know, what happens then? I'm only going to attract the same nightmare in somebody else or – I'm only going to be alone. So it's only when that goes away, that feeling of uh, the shift becomes this. Scarier to me to think of staying a minute more in this situation. I would rather the unknown. The, the fear of the unknown is more appealing than what it is to be in this toxic relationship. When people reach that point and through coaching, ultimately that, you know, they come to that or, or they – maybe decide to, you know, become more positive in the relationship. They might see things that they do that contributes to its toxicity. But whatever way it rolls, they come to some kind of decision. And that's the good part is when you're dealing with a toxic relationship, it's the limbo that is the most damaging. I can understand that. I can understand people, you know, feeling that way. I've, you know, been in situations myself where you tend to do that, um, you know, especially in, in, uh, you know, work related situations, you know, I've been in, in two situations with, you know, toxic people in uh, work environments, uh, toxic supervisors, and those are really hard situations to navigate. 
which we'll get to in a little little while. Um, but I used to do that sort of thing where until it came to the point where I literally couldn't imagine, you know, doing it anymore. So what you said is mm-hmm. that's really valid. You know, like I, I got to the point where, okay, this is taking such a toll on me, you know, all the way around mentally, physically, emotionally, psychologically, that mm-hmm. I, I feel just so uh, drained and so empty that I can't do this to myself anymore. And I've got to, you know, move on. And one situation mm-hmm. was like that in particular, like got to the point where I was like, this is it, you know? And it, so again, the, you know, that had to outweigh the positive quote unquote attributes of the situation or the comfort or stability aspect of it mm-hmm. uh, in, in doing that. Now then there's other people that, don't realize they're in a toxic relationship, especially if it's a norm for them. I had a couple of friends, mm-hmm. you know, when I was going through school that, you know, we used to say that they were addicted to chaos, like mm. their relationships are very chaotic. Right. And mm-hmm. so that was the norm for them. If they were in a relationship with somebody that wasn't that way, it was almost like, ah, it's too boring for me. What right. are some of the warning signs of a relationship that's considered toxic and considered that way? Wow, that's like such a powerful question because it is true. Um, There are certain things. I mean, I've had clients, and even in my own experience, it's a visceral reaction. Like you feel it in your body. You feel when somebody is speaking to you in a degrading way or just that tonality of um, superiority, making you feel inferior, any any of that. And as much as we want to say, like, we're responsible for how we feel and, you know, we can't make people, you know, people can't make us feel inferior without our permission and all these things, right, all these little memes that we'll see on social media. At the end of the day, you know, when we are with people that are supposed to love us or are supposed to respect us, let's say a work environment, or that we put trust in and they – come at us in a way that is unkind or degrading or with digs and animosity, we feel it. We feel it in our necks. We feel it in our stomachs. We'll feel it viscerally. We'll have illnesses, colds, disease that comes through. That's the physical aspect of it. So whenever you're feeling like when you're around certain people and you feel just physically drained after being around them, Pay attention to your body. It doesn't lie. Um, And that's a certain sign that you're around toxic people in a toxic environment. Another way that you can have a warning sign of a toxic relationship is that dynamic of we break up, we make up, we leave, we we reconnect. Um, I hang up the phone on my sister, and two days later she's calling me like nothing happened without any regard for the conversation that ensued before. No acknowledgement of, hey, I was out of line. I'm really sorry. I had a rough day. I know that's no excuse. I just, you know, you're my sister. I love you. I don't like taking that tone with you. I apologize. Okay, none of that happens. No, it's just this dynamic of boundaries that are overstepped and no acknowledgement or respect for the infraction. And then the behaviors just continue, and it's a spiral and a, and a cycle. So that's definitely what is deemed toxic. 
Thank you for that answer. Yeah, the, that cycle is something we're going to continue to talk about. We're about 15 minutes, 16 minutes in to be exact. We're going to take a short break here, episode 42 of Undivided, Navigating a Toxic Relationship. We'll be back in a moment. First, uh, upcoming show promotion, Replenish Me. Replenish Me is the series. The host is Cordelia Gaffar. That's Cordelia Gaffar. Many of you will remember she came on the program, uh, episode 39, uh, which was the Being an American Muslim program. Cordelia Gaffar, Replenish Me. Her last couple of uh, episodes have been on the Life Coach chat channel. Uh, this next episode, which is a week from tonight, Wednesday, March 27th, live at 7 p.m. Check the website. I believe it's going to be back here on Life Coach Radio Network. I'm not sure. Again, the last couple of episodes, if you want to check them out, are over on the Life Coach chat channel. So look up that programming uh, list to pull up the archived episodes. Wednesday, March 27th, that's a week from tonight, live at 7 p.m., Replenish Me, Cordelia Gaffar. And let's raise some money tonight. Catholic Charities, 800-919-9338. Again, that's Catholic Charities, 800-919-9338. www.salvationarmy.org. That's www.salvationarmy.org. Enter your zip code to donate in your local community or Google the poorest zip codes in your state and donate to those who are most in need. And we're back here on Undivided, episode number 42, Navigating Toxic Relationships. And Lisa is along with me tonight. We really appreciate having her here. Um, So before we went to the 15-minute stop, we were talking about that cycle, you know, the the breakup, makeup, the, you know, hang up, callback, like everything's fine, you know. Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. And and that definitely has gone on, you know. I, I have some experience with that. Um, in some cases, that toxic relationship's unavoidable. You know, it could be like you alluded, a sibling, a relative, a coworker, a supervisor, a neighbor that we see all the time. How can those situations be navigated? Well, the really important thing to have are boundaries, healthy boundaries. And a lot of people struggle with this especially when people are yes people or people pleasers. We see that a lot where they want to be good. They want to stay out of the way. They want to be under the radar. And that can take form in a work situation, a family dynamic, a relationship dynamic, where you find yourself and almost having mental fantasies of like knocking someone out or really speaking what you wish you had the courage to speak, saying no, and making it just be a sentence, like no is a sentence. Lisa, would you like to help me paint my house this weekend? No. Period. <laughs> right? No no excuses, no justification, just no thank you. You know, and people have problems with that. You know, it's common, very common. And so in order to navigate those situations, it's very difficult, but boundaries, 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 can't stress it enough. When you start to get clear on how you wish to be treated and what you will and will not accept, and you just kind of adapt these codes that you live by for your life and you make your peace your top priority, you will quickly see how certain people will simply not vibe with you anymore. And, or let's say in the sake, in the situation of a family, 
you'll notice that certain people will only come around you when their vibe is a level that matches yours. So what I mean by that is, you know, we're all energy. We're all, you know, we're in these bodies and we're all these energetic souls, you know, inside of these bodies. And however way we're thinking, however way we're reacting to things in the world determines our energy. And so when we are in these situations, let's say a family dynamic, and we have a sister or a cousin or a brother or whatever, parents, and we are now in control of our own vibe, meaning regardless of what people say to me, I am completely even keeled and no one can rattle me, you will see how you become the rock of that family, how everyone's like, oh, you can't go to Lisa, you can't, you know, like in my case, oh, you can't mess with Lisa, no, she's not going to have that conversation with you. They already predict it. They already know it. Like the boundaries are there. You know, they know what topics are off limits. They know. And if they have something that they say, want to say to you, they know how to come at you. And that that's, has everything to do with you. So our vibe attracts our tribe. And how we handle our own energy determines how people treat us, what we accept, and what we manifest, what we evoke in others. So if we're always looking at people like this one's toxic, this one's a narcissist, this one's a pain, we evoke more of the same in them. But when we look at the aspects of people that we could appreciate, and we can say, wow, you know, yeah, my sister, she's a little nutty at times. She's a little moody. But, you know, what a great sense of humor that girl has. She always has me cracking up. She's always up for fun. So when you – focus on what's wanted. You focus on the attributes of the people that you value. You can evoke more of them. And when they're feeling um, crummy, they're not going to come near you because you're simply not going to be a match for that energy. It's a very good explanation. And uh, I think that's really going to help a lot of people to understand. You know, we've talked about it with other guests on this show in the past um, for people that are just joining the program. Uh, we've talked about how we tend to put up walls or we tend to be on the defensive or we tend to uh, be divided in some cases within our family and with people that are closest to us because there's so much history there. And like you said, like they come at you, they know how to come at you. They know how to press the buttons because in some cases they invented the buttons <laughs> and they, they know you, you know, from so long that they know what it's mm-hmm. going to take. And so there, there's so much there that, you know, we talk about in coaching that, that lens, which we see the world, that perspective that we have and how we see things through that perspective and how we work with clients, you and I, to help people to, to change that um, potentially to, to make them feel more fulfilled if they've developed areas where they are not. Um, uh-huh. That could be molded, right? But we, there, there's so much preconception. Like we come at this person because we're, we're already assuming that they're attacking us. Or we've already drawn this preconceived notion about them. And uh-huh. we actually have a... A email question from the audience about something similar to that, asking you, uh, kind of trying to condense it, to uh, provide some information or some advice on how to cut the cord um, or handle a toxic parent. Mm. So 
the toxic parent dynamic is so, so difficult because it's, it, there's so much guilt there. There's so much heaviness in that relationship. It's really hard. It's not an easy thing to sever that tie or to um, declare sovereignty. You know, and, and it's, it's not easy, you know, especially <laughs> since these people know you from the beginning of time, beginning of your time. And um, so, you know, look, the, the way to go about that is to get really, really clear on the relationship as it is. So what you want to do is be really honest and really clear about what's going on in the relationship currently. Not what happened 10 years ago, but what's going on right now. And then you want to have a conversation with this person and you're not going to come at it with accusatory. You're not going to come at it from an energy of, you know, you're this way and I'm not taking this anymore. You want to be hundred percent responsible for all outcomes in your life. You're hundred percent responsible for your emotions, for how you feel. And you are just simply expressing your perspective. So when I went through this with my mom, right, and I'll, completely, you know, be authentic and show, share my own story just so that people can kind of, you know, put their own situation in, in, in my shoes and, you know, vice versa. So what happened was my mom um, had to have, I had to have a conversation with my mother in order to heal an aspect of myself that was contributing to codependency in my relationships, patterns in my relationships. It led to the destruction of my own marriage, the whole thing because of what I was not getting from my mother as a child. Now, in order for me to change this dynamic, I had to express what my perception was of our relationship. So the difference is when you're expressing the perception that you have, you're owning it. It's very powerful, and you're being very responsible, and the other person is not going to feel defensive. They're not going to feel that they're accused of anything, that they're bad, that they're a bad father, a bad mother, and you're accusing them and blaming them. And it removes you from being victim into being a collaborator, into being, Mom, I love you, and there's something going on in my life where I need to have this conversation with you, and I'm not accusing you of anything, and I love you, no matter what, and I'm your daughter, so of course I care about what you think of me. Here's what's going on. When I was little, I have this perception from when I was little of how things happened for me, my lens, my view of what went on. And yours is different because you're you, right? But I need to be able to share with you my perspective, because I never did as a little kid. And this thing happened, and it was traumatic for me, and I was never asked how I felt about that. And so I buried it. And because I buried it, it manifested itself in every relationship that I had as an adult, particularly romantic ones, especially the one with my husband. And now that I've gone through this, and now I'm divorced, and I'm rebuilding, and I'm healing, as my mother... I have to ask you, are you open to helping me with this particular issue in my life? 
And really all I need from you is to know that you're there to listen to me sharing my perspective. And again, not accusing you, nothing. Nobody's fault. You were making your best decisions with the information you knew at the time of how to parent me. And, and I love you for that. The end. So if you notice, it's a very, very measured, the words choice, it's very deliberate. It's like you want to diffuse any of that toxicity, any of that argument, uh, argument no button pushing, nothing. So it's really in, uh, calling for us to be very deliberate communicators. So now one of the coaching programs that I offer is um, Conscious Communications for Couples. I've had people read this thing and be like, whoa, can you help me communicate with my dad, with my father? I'm, you know, 45 years old, and I have a really whacked out relationship with my father, and I want to always bridge this gap, and it's just like I can't do it. So to your point and to the credit of this show and how, you know, deep we're going with this, these communications ties, these toxic situations and dynamics that we have can be resolved. My relationship now with my mom is very different. One, I no longer live an hour away. I live three hours away by plane. <laughs> my mom and my stepdad are planning, hopefully, to move to Miami area, South Florida, but still two hours away by car, two and a half hours away by car. There's a physical boundary. So that's another way to handle the toxic and to hand and just, just not necessarily you know label it toxic, but shift the dynamic of the relationship. And oftentimes, when we have a, a parent, like in the in the situation of the person who wrote, it is possible that we revert back and we have arrested development because we don't step into our adulthood. We don't nurture ourselves. We don't know how. We're still waiting for mom and dad or sister or whomever we have our beef with in our family to love us the way we wish that they can love us when we were 8, 10, 14, 13, you know, 16, whatever. And, and that's not their job. That's not, nobody can love us better, deeper, more fully than we can love ourselves. And we often waste such time in our lives wanting our parents, our siblings, our bosses, our, you know, husbands, wives, et cetera, to fill that void and that cup and validate us when really we have the power and, you know, authority to do that for ourselves. So once we do, then again, we shift the entire energy. So, you know, the best, best way, aside from physically moving away from these people, which ultimately changes everybody's energy. And having that open, honest, self-loving conversation, the third is exactly, you know, what I had just said. It's really loving yourself, knowing what your um, standards are for how people are to approach you, relate to you, get very, very clear on that. And uh, make your peace and happiness top, top priority above all else. And that will certainly handle the people in your life. <laughs> Thank you so much for that answer. I'm I'm really certain that that will help. You know, people out there. I know there's a lot of people that wrestle with the uh, toxic parent 
would it be the same thing in romantic relationships where, you know, one or both participants in that relationship can get divided from their friends or family and their other support systems? Uh, would it be the same type of advice? What steps would need to take place there to heal that? Yeah. So, you know, that's interesting that you mentioned that about the whole um, seclusion, like the the way they like to isolate you. That's very, very common in um, narcissistic codependent relationships where the the person with the narcissistic tendencies will tend to dominate the time and the mindset of the person, of their person. They like claim them. And so, they have beef with how much time you're spending with your family and how much time you're spending with your friends. And it's like your whole world has to be revolving around them. And it creates that situation where then they can have power over you and you don't have anyone to turn to, to talk to. Um, to you have no support system and therefore they have control over you. And it becomes a situation where it's very, very difficult for people to break free of. There's often a lot of um, psychological damage, you know, that happens, like a lot of PTSD type of of aftermath, fallout. Um, You know, narcissistic relationships where people have that much control over you, you really doubt your ability to make decisions for yourself. And you're so used to checking in with them Anything from how I'm dressed to I hope I said the right thing, you know, at the table. You're you're eggshells, walking on eggshells. And when you don't have that support system and that person, let's say in a romantic relationship, isolates you. And they may even move you. They may even physically be like, okay, well, we're in love. We're getting married. We're moving to L.A. You know, you're from, you know, North Carolina your whole life, and they want to get you three states away. All alone, you know no one. And heaven forbid you go out to try to make friends. Well, who are you talking to that girl for? Just be careful. People want to right away know all your business. You know, they put the fear in you. They're just trying to sabotage us. Be careful with who you let in to, you know, our thing. You know, and they they want you to think that it's the sacred protection. You know, oh, I'm protecting what we have because people will try to destroy it. Meanwhile, it's like, no, you're just trying to hoard me all to yourself so that you can manipulate me, control me, and have me as your pet. So in those cases, oftentimes it really takes a major strategy to leave those types of relationships. It's almost like you have, like, what's that thing, Stockholm Syndrome, where you're, like, really mentally and emotionally kept hostage, but you love the host- you, you, know, you love your captor. So you're like, I got to stay here. This is how it is. And then you lose touch with your family, friends. You become very isolated. It's very, very lonely and dangerous, especially when someone with, like, a narcissistic tendency will discard you. So they'll just one day wake up and be like, okay, you're not doing it for me anymore. Poof, toodaloo to you and on to the next. And you're left there completely alone, spiraling, no clue what to do with yourself. Um and, yeah, it can be really, really, really dangerous and, and very um, hard to rebound from that. So it's definitely a thing more for therapy than coaching, I would imagine, in the beginning, at least. I've, I've coached a bunch of people who um, left narcissistic codependent relationships 
and they are like, yeah, I mean, I did, they were like, Lisa, I did therapy for six months, and the therapy was to help me get out of the depression, get into my life again, handle my career, handle, just rebuild. And then once they got functional, then they said, okay, now I'm ready to coach. I'm, you know, for coaching, I'm ready to really move forward in my life. And um, I've, I've made the peace with the past. I've, I've come through, I can, you know, function in my life, but now I really need some strategies to move me forward. And that kind of is the difference. That is, you know, I had a friend that went through something like that, somebody I know, and that was one of the things I shared with you before we, you know, circled in on this topic that have been stuck in a relationship like that for five years and finally broke free. It's uh, amazing, you know, credit to, to her for doing that. Uh, we will pick this up in the Bridging the Divide segment in a moment. We're going to take a brief break to do some show promotions here. Um and Navigating Toxic Relationships, episode 42, be back in just a moment. Money Magic, Money Magic, Goal Khan is the host, Goal Khan, Money Magic. Tuesday, April the 2nd is her next episode. As I mentioned two weeks ago uh, when I was on with Diana, uh, Goal does the show from London, so it's 4 p.m. Eastern time. And it's 9 p.m. out in London, where she does the show live. So 4 p.m. Uh, Eastern time, and then make your determination from where you are in the U.S. based on that time scenario. Tuesday, April the 2nd, is the next episode that's on the Life Coach chat channel. Gold talks about money and how you can navigate uh, financial situations and not let money and finances control you. Erica Wiederlite, Erica Wiederlite show, Mondays twice a month. 11.30 a.m. Eastern live on the Life Coach chat channel. The website for the 2019 schedule, Erica Wiederlite, Mondays twice a month, 11.30 a.m. live on the East on the Life Coach chat channel, or go to our website, wethelight.com. And speaking of being the light, some people are so trapped in darkness. Some people feel so trapped in relationships that are toxic. They feel trapped in situations that they can't control, and they have thoughts of doing something to themselves. If you or someone that you know or love are struggling with that, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 800-273-8255. That's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 800-273-8255. I don't know if you saw in the news recently the Olympic cycler who tragically took her own life. She was like 23 years old, and she won a medal in the Olympics. It's just so sad what depression can do if it's left unchecked, what anxiety and depression can do when they're coupled together. If you're anxious, you're stuck in a relationship, you're stuck in a situation, you can't turn it around, please call the number. You matter. Please call 800-273-8255. That's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. The Partnership Against Domestic Violence. The Partnership Against Domestic Violence. That's PADD.org. They're based in Atlanta. Phone number is 404-870-9600, or they have a crisis line that's 800-621-4673. That's the Partnership Against Domestic Violence. So if you're in a situation with someone else and it's become toxic and abusive, please call the number, the crisis line if you need to. That's 800-621-4673. And we're back here on Undivided after our midpoint of the show break. Uh, we're back here on episode 42. I'm going to open the phone lines at 646-716-9397. Again, 
716-931-9397 is the number. You can DM me on Twitter. I check it all the time. It's D- the DM would be at fmaduri, F-M-A-D-U-R-I. And undividedshow at gmail.com. Audible.com is our sponsor. And we did have an email question, as I mentioned earlier. So thank you for the uh, listener that sent that our way. So, Lisa, now we enter the Bridging the Divide segment. Um, and at this point in the show, we always look to, we went through the divide. We talked about some of these narcissistic and really toxic relationships. How do we bridge the divide between those who are in a toxic relationship and feel trapped? Those who feel that people could just easily leave those relationships, but people, quote, unquote, choose to be in them. Those who have to work with toxic people and fear changing jobs, which we spoke about earlier. Those who have a toxic relationship with a relative and cannot, quote, unquote, cord, as our listener had emailed to us. And those who feel that this is all, quote, unquote, hogwash and that society is overstating the problem of toxic relationships. I know it's a big question. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, everybody has an opinion on the whole toxic relationship thing. I mean, the struggle is real. <laughs> That's number one to know. <laughs> and it and it, it transcends all sorts of platforms of life. You know, like we could take it one at a time and be like, okay, there's the work situation. And so, yeah, there'll be the naysayers out there that say, you know, everything is toxic. Everybody's a snowflake. Everybody's too sensitive. Everybody, you have to be all PC. Otherwise, right away, they label it toxic, toxic work environment, because there aren't enough staples in the staple gun. Right away, it's a toxic environment. Nobody's refilling the paper in the copy machine. It's a toxic environment. So, yeah, I mean, there are certain labels that people kind of exaggerate and blow up and what have you. But, you know, in other in other places, you have the people who are very flippant and, you know, they, they don't have the compassion and they'll hear somebody saying, you know, I'm in this job and my boss doesn't talk to me the right way. It's really demeaning. And they'll just turn to them and say, so quit. Just like that. So quit. You don't like your job, quit. You don't like the people you're working for, quit. Like very, very flippantly. And what, you know, we don't understand is that is there's that divide. You know, the people who are thinking, hey, just handle it and versus those who are in it. And it's really like until you're in it and you're really dealing with the dynamic of it, you can't really judge it. You know, I've been, look, I've been in a situation where it was a work environment that was toxic and that I was even playing into it because there was a win in it for me somewhere. You know, I was being paid a lot of money and it was nice, right? It was nice to have that cushion of income, but it was at the expense, as you mentioned earlier, of my well-being, of, of just my feeling like there was fulfillment in my life. And a lot of it had to do with the people I was around and choosing to be around every day for nine hours a day. So I guess, you know, when we look at bridging the divide between those who are in a toxic relationship and then like they feel trapped and, and, and the other people who think like suck it up buttercup, you could just leave if you want to leave. I really think (laughs) that you need that. Yeah. You need that intermediary, that person. And that's where coaching comes in and, and that support comes in where you have that unbiased, non-judgmental professional to give you the space to work through your decision in your time at your pace. And point simply by pointing out 
certain things, you know, showing them that the box has many different sides, but you also have to open the lid. You know, that's what we do as coaches. We like, hey, did you see this side of the box? Did you see this? Oh, look, there's a lid. Did you look inside? There's a whole other thing going on here. That's all it is. And so, you know, I really encourage people who are listening to this and they are stuck, they're stagnant, they're in a toxic relationship or in a toxic dynamic, whether it be work or whatever, and they feel that sense of being trapped, definitely to seek help, to just perhaps, you know, if they've read all the self-help books and they've watched all the YouTube videos and they still haven't made that leap or that advancement and things are still the same, if you're not growing, you're dying. And so you need to really seek out someone who can help you through this. And you know what? Oftentimes it could be as something as quick as, you know, a month or two, just quick sessions, people that can really guide you and, and help you have that aha moment where you're like, oh, wow, like I'm just going to clean up shop in my whole life. I've been allowing this toxicity to happen in numerous aspects of my life. I'm just, I've had it. I'm not doing it anymore. And to be empowered and reminded that you are in charge of your best life. And sometimes that's all it takes for people to say, hey, you know what? I never thought of it that way. And I do kind of see how I allow this to happen, and I don't have to anymore. And giving people permission with love and kindness that, yeah, you could pretend I'm your mom. Like, let's role play that, you know. <laughs> Let me have it. I can take it, you know. And, and that's the beauty of what, you know, the work is that we do. It is, and, and I'm glad that you mentioned that. That's funny, too, at the same time. You know, let's role play. I could, I could deal with that. And, and you know, it's true. I, you know, mentioned I was in that situation before um, a couple times, actually, and it, with uh, the work-related thing. And I know some people that are going through it right now. And I remember what it's like. There was other people that were like, oh, we'll just do this, this, or that, like you had alluded to. And I'm like, no, you don't understand when you're in, it, you know, like, wait, like, I'm glad that you said that. Like when you're in it, the dynamics of it, it's just a whole different scenario, you know, and, and you're not, you don't approach it the way that you would some other situations, mostly because I think you're not really thinking right anyway. And you're so overwhelmed by what's going on that it tends yeah, to kind sure. of take your decision-making kind of sideways. Absolutely. It's the whole, like, fight-or-flight thing. Like, when you're in it, you're in, like, fighter mode. You're not even looking at other mm-hmm. opportunities and other aspects of it. Totally. And that's where that compassion comes in because, you know, the, the, you are where you are, right? So you can't um, – you know, you can't move a parked car. You gotta, like, you gotta get moving. And <laughs> sometimes you need that support because your inner being is telling you, "Girl, dude, you need to quit this job." And you're looking at yourself in the mirror every morning, brushing your teeth, getting ready for this miserable experience. And your inner being is with you the whole time. And you're, you're in, you know, there's discord between the actions you're taking in your life and the deeper divine inner being that lives within you, right? The deep soulful God force you. And there's discord. There's, you you know, you're, you're behaving and you're taking actions in a way that is not aligned with your inner true self. And that could be in a relationship at work. That could be in a relationship romantically. It could be with parenting, whatever. And so that's where, 
again, you need that support to say, hey, do you know that you're not aligned? Do you know that going to this this event with your family and you have a stomach ulcer basically for a week leading up to it because you're just not aligned with it. You don't want to go for a myriad of reasons. All of them are your reasons. And you just sometimes need some need someone to validate that and to make sense of it. And this way you can decide, okay, maybe I'll go to this event, but I'll blow in for a half hour. I'll drop off the president. I'll say, you know, hello, 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 have, you know, cake, and I'm out. And that you decide what you're, what you're willing to give. You decide how you can approach the situation and give of yourself, but not giving doormat version of yourself. <laughs> you know, That's very true. Right? Yeah. It's very true. Yeah. And I'm just trying to be there for these people that are going through it in my life now, like you said. I'm just trying to be there for them and be supportive and help them to, mm-hmm. to see what options are available. Why do you think people are so generally so opposed to getting help when it comes to, you know, toxic relationships? Um, you know, I find that people in any case, they rarely seek help until they are at the bottom of the rock bottom with 5,000 rocks on top of them bottom. So you have to get really, really in that low, low place where you reach your moment of I've had enough and something has to change and I can't do it alone in order to then seek out that help. And that help even – the help-seeking – because you're kind of oblivious to it, right? First, you don't even know that you're in a toxic relationship. Secondly, you think that this is just status quo. This is status quo. This is the way we roll. Everybody yells at each other on Sunday. We're throwing, you know, wine, pasta, bread, flying around the table. Who's yelling at who? I mean, this is just the way it is. And so you don't know what you don't know. So, right? So now you're in this situation where you're like, whoa, like I just had a look, a reality of of the kind of life I want to live versus the one I'm living and it's completely different and I need to make some significant changes here. Otherwise, perhaps it's illness. Sometimes there's this defining moment in somebody's life. Maybe it's divorce. Maybe it's like in my case, it was divorce. Like once that happened and I was in a rebound relationship with a total narcissist, my codependency kind of was amped up to the 10th degree And I said, no, this is now, my health was in jeopardy. I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I was just completely out of sorts as far as my own personal judgment and confidence in how I can be safe in the world. Like I couldn't trust people. I couldn't trust my own judgment to keep myself safe from people. It was really bad, dark time. And because I got it to to the level of my health being um, impacted, that was when I said, okay, I can't do this alone. Like YouTube videos of Abraham Hicks can only get me so far. I need to hire someone to talk to every week to do some, you know, guide me out of this. Um, and I dove in on myself. I dove in and, and then I, and then I couldn't get enough of it. Then I was like, oh my God, I want to study, you know, quantum healing with Dr. Joe Dispenza. And now I want to you know, study inner bonding with Dr. Margaret Paul. And now I want to do some stuff with Gabrielle Bernstein and like Tony Robbins. And I was like all over it because you start to care for yourself. 
and then that there is no love greater than the love you start giving that to yourself. Forget it. That's the best high there ever is, is when you're like, wow, no one can nurture me better than me. And when you step into that power and that place, there's no more toxic relationships. You simply won't stand for them anymore. And then your relationships become harmonious and uh, rooted in respect and um, compassion for yourself and others. And even the people who you were once in a toxic relationship with, they will not, like I mentioned earlier at the beginning of the show, they will not be the same around you anymore. And there's such great power in that. There's such great power in knowing like, wow, my mom, she used to say this, this, and this to me. She would never come at me that way anymore. You know, I have clients that they're like, you know what, in the first time in 56 years since working with you, Lisa, my energy is such that my mother called me and thanked me for 15 minutes on the phone. Thank you, thank you, thank you for helping me today. And you know what, thank you for the last 30 years of helping me. And, and she said, and it had nothing to do with me asking for this. It had to do with my energy shifting. And through this process wow. of coaching and really going inward and looking at yourself and setting those guidelines and those, and those standards for how you're to be treated, what you will and will not tolerate, lift your energy and you cause other people to rise up to meet your energy. Like, I'm not going over there with you in the negative land, honey bunny. I love you, but I'm going to sit over here eating my pasta, watching some football in the other room. I love you from here. <laughs> I'm not going to love you from the table of chaos. I'm going to love you from the Giants game in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. I've been there, too. And, and, and like you say, you're looking at yourself in the mirror and, and like – for me, I'm like, you know, the Holy Spirit's telling me to, to, you know, move on. And there, there's something mm. within me saying, you know, you, you've, you've got to make some changes. And, mm-hmm. and that was, you know, there were a couple of big moments for me that I remember. Um, what would you say to someone who felt that toxic relationships are the fault of both parties, like it takes two to tango, that type of argument? Well, you know, I would say there is truth to that in that we're all responsible for the energy we bring. You know, we look at law of attraction, right? That which is likened to itself is drawn, right? So like attracts like. So if you're focusing on negativity, what are you going to get? Negativity. What are you going to evoke from people? Negativity. So we are all responsible for whatever we create and manifest, but the power in that is that we can do different at any time. So we always get to choose. So when people say, you know, it takes two to tango, yeah, it really does. You know what? Thank you for pointing that out because I've been doing this dance for too long and it's time to go. <laughs> it's time to change the music. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do you think we find common ground? We're at the common ground part now. I think we've we've answered the role of coaching, which we usually do. I, th- I think we covered that throughout how do we find common ground between those who have been impacted by a toxic relationship, whether it's their family, love life, work environment, as we discussed, those who feel that we each can choose who we want to spend our time with or where we want to work. So there's people that say, Oh, just you know, work somewhere else or spend time with somebody else or dump the guy and move on or dump the gal and move on. Those who are trying uh-huh. to move on and are having problems 
doing so. And those who feel that the whole topic is overblown, kind of what we alluded to in, in the bridging divide, um, <laughs> right. in order to find a place of peace and harmony and mutual understanding. Well, I feel like we can't really control what other people are going to think about any given topic. We could only control our reaction or response rather to what those opinions are. And everybody is entitled to think what they want to think. Everybody is going through their own perception of what their reality is and that's what they're basing their opinions on. So, you know, I, I often, whenever questions like this are, are asked, I often draw upon Dr. Wayne Dyer and, you know, he, to paraphrase, basically says, like, you look at opinions of people like clouds in the sky, like they're free to pass by. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for pointing that out. I, it's another perspective I'll definitely consider. And you nod and you smile, you know. Thank you. Yeah. You know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe I should leave my job. Hmm. Maybe I will. Thanks. And not really <laughs> try to convince or effort and making people see our side, you know. We we often uh, spend so much time and energy trying to convince people, like we're all campaigning for our point of view. So, you know, it's a waste of energy. Just, you know, look, this is my perception. Be comfortable and confident in your perception. If you're not, you know, in, uh, in a relationship that's um, harmonious and you feel that it's toxic and you have somebody nagging at you to leave, 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 you know, thank thank you. Yeah, you know what? You're right. And in my time, I'll probably make that decision in my time. And that's all. And so this way you're saying to them, you know, look, I, I understand you're coming at me because you're, you love me. You want good for me. And I love you for that. And I, I so appreciate your passion that you want me to dump this guy or you want me to dump this woman or leave my marriage or all these things. And I, and I know it's coming from a place of love and concern. And I love you for that. Thank you. But... You don't, you know, in your in your mind, you're like, but I'm gonna sort this out in my time and in my way, and when it feels good for me, I will make my move. And you can even say to them very jokingly and lovingly, "You will be the first to know when I make this decision." How's that? I will put you on my email list. I will do a newsletter about it. I left that guy. <laughs> and you will be the first to know. <laughs> Here's the email blast. I'll put you first That's, on the list. It's email blast. You will be on, on the blast. And, you know, I will even uh, shout you out to say thank you for pushing that decision, my beautiful sister, or whatever, you know. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's great. Shout it from the rooftops. You'll be the first one to know. But it, <laughs> it does have to happen in, in everyone's own time. It really does. All, you know, kind of it really does. Aside. It really does. And, you um, know, you can't have, like, that agenda you can't and, and even for the people who are listening because they know someone in their life who is in a toxic relationship and they're like oh my god it's like she's a runaway train and she's heading to like a brick wall like <laughs> i'm trying to stop her you know I, I i so understand that it comes from a place of love but we are all on a journey we are all on a journey to learn our stuff when we're supposed to learn it as we are and it's all perfect it doesn't seem it but there is beauty in the chaos i promise you <laughs> thank you so much lisa for that um 
I would like you to uh, share with the audience about your practice and where they can find you, Some maybe some uh, upcoming events you may have or something you may offer as far as like a surface uh, offering. I don't know if you um, listened to our last show when I was in episode 41 with Diana Tappy. I mentioned I had watched your YouTube videos in uh, preparation for you to come on. And I had told the audience um, how awesome I felt you were on, on YouTube, how direct Thank it was. You. And, you know, yeah, it was really awesome. So I had given you some props uh, two weeks ago with that last episode. But, you know, talk to, you, talk to them maybe about, you know, where they can find you, YouTube, maybe some uh, offer that you have, um, things of that nature. Absolutely. Well, for one thing, um, people who – um, hear this and want to find me can certainly find me simply by logging on to lovequestcoaching.com. Um, right now I'm getting a makeover, a beautiful makeover to my website. So when you go Ooh. there, there will be um, a contact me directly button right there. All of my social links will also be there. So you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. My YouTube channel has, as you mentioned, Oh, over 700 videos, and I'm always on it. I answer people on there. It's super fun. And then, um, yeah, you can contact me directly, and in doing so, I will add you to my weekly love blast where I send some insights and um, little nuggets, life hacks, if you will, to uh, help you advance in your life. Every week is a different topic. I think you've inspired this week's topic of toxic relationships, so I'll be doing a little email on that, but that's completely, you know, for free. Um, and yeah, definitely um, love quest coaching. That's the best way to go. All of my social links are there. I have a free for the single people who are listening to this and are having issues with, you know, online dating. I do have a free no BS guide to dating online. It's an audio program. It's like a half hour. It'll light you up. Very quick tips, advice. Um, that you could put into play right away. So head over to lovequestcoaching.com and like you'll get everywhere I am from that one spot. Wow, thank you so much for that, for that information, and um, uh, for the all the different ways that you know we could connect on social media with you. I know you're very active on on some of those platforms, uh, particularly YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I felt that it was very, you know, your style is very direct. Uh, you're very efficient, and um, I think that people resonate with that. That connects with a lot of people. Um, I don't know if that's just because I'm from New Jersey, and I, I appreciate that a lot. <laughs> you know, I, I like you know getting you know getting a hit in the face with it, you know, and it's there, and we're not you know dancing around stuff. It's just everything's out oh, there, yeah. and it's you know yeah. you know like you said, there's, I mean, I, there's nothing know, hidden. Life's too short. Life's too short to be dancing around it the is. bush. You know, you want to, you want to get to it. And I respect people a lot, you know, and, and what we do, you know, people are coming for a result. They're not, you know, they, they want to have understanding and all that, but they want a result. And sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, listen, when you hire a fitness trainer, do you eat Twinkies with your fitness trainer? No, you sweat, you groan, you cry practically you, but do you get the result? Yes. So sometimes, you know, you have to, be escorted into your, you know, emotional crunches <laughs> so that you can get through it and come <laughs> through the other side and get that result. 
That's a great analogy. It really is the the fitness trainer one. I like that a lot. It's a results oriented business, and uh-huh. yeah. uh, that you're only going to get that way by being. You know, I I, I said that in, in a previous episode. You know, I'm I'm going to make the person work. It's not going to be you know, let's sit around and have a, a you know a complaining fest for for an hour. Right. You know. Right. Yeah, uh, and you know, truth be told, uh, and you know this too from coaching and the IPEC way we're trained, it's you know there is a place for that. You know, sometimes your client just wants to vent, and you're just sitting there, mm-hmm. and you're just like, all right, let's roll. Like you have a lot of energy because we coach the energy, right, not the story. So we're not even, you know, we're we know what we're listening for, but it's more about the energy in how they're delivering what they're venting about. And we know to listen to that so that we can just interject real quick 10 minutes into the event and be like, hey, I have a question for you. And then you present the question and it could shift the entire energy and set them into a whole different mind track, which I love when that happens. Personally, as a coach, I love when that happens. Really cool, right? It's really cool. Yeah. Thank you for navigating us tonight. I don't know if you want to stay on. You can jump off, whatever you like to do. I'm going to uh, wrap up the show for tonight, but I wanted to thank you again so much for your time tonight, for joining us, uh, just for being a really awesome guest, so prepared and like so, like you said, I love your style, and I, I love that you were able to shed some light on this because there's so many people that struggle with it. So for that, I thank you sincerely for coming on, Lisa. I really do. Thanks, Frank. I really appreciate you having me on. I'm hopeful that we serve the people well. I'm sure we did. I'm sure we did. It was so great to connect with someone from New Jersey. And if you're up this way, you know, let me know. Yeah, I definitely will look you up when I'm in Jersey next. Perhaps we'll have to, um, you know, catch up and uh, grab a sandwich at Fiori's Deli in Hoboken. (laughs) That sounds like a plan. That sounds like a plan. All right. I thank Lisa for coming on. Um, I'm going to wrap up this show for this evening. Uh, First, I'm going to do a couple spots. I've got to get out of the way um, here really fast. Uh, Again, uh, Replenish Me, Cordelia Gaffar, Wednesday, March 27th, live at 7 p.m. Check the website uh, for the information on that show. Money Magic, that's Money Magic. Gol Khan is the host. Gol Khan, Tuesday, April the 2nd is the next episode that's 4 p.m. Eastern time uh, on the Life Coach chat channel, excuse me. Erica Wiederlight, Mondays, twice a month, 11.30 a.m. Eastern, live on the Life Coach chat channel, or hit her up on wethelight.com. And then Holy Shift, Holy Shift, like an energy shift, as Lisa was just talking about, or a shift in a car, Barb Heenan and Leslie Pichotti, Wednesday, April the 3rd, is their next episode live at 8 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. here on the East Coast on the Life Coach Radio Network. That's Holy Shift. It looks at energy, energy shifts. Excuse me. Barb Heenan and Leslie Pichotti, Wednesday, April the 3rd, 8 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Eastern on the Life Coach Radio Network. I'm going to segue that to my next program in a moment, which will be that same day, Wednesday, April the 3rd. Uh, however, uh, Food for the Poor, 800-427-9104 or 
foodforthepoor.org. That's foodforthepoor.org. Great organization. Audible.com is our sponsor this evening. Uh, MAP International, that's www.map, as in Peter, .org, 800-225-8550. That's MAP International, 800-225-8550. Let's help some people in need. And again, the partnership against domestic violence. If you or someone that you know or love is in a toxic relationship and is being abused or is in danger or has been physically abused or neglected, PADV.org, 404-870-9600, or their crisis line, 800-621-4673. That's 800-621-HOPE. Hope, the word hope. Tonight, Lisa spoke about toxic relationships. I alluded in the open about some of the warning signs there, the volatility, the walking on eggshells, the asking of permission, the constant exhaustion, the isolation that could take place. And on the other side of that, you know, knowing that the struggle is real, knowing that you have to be in it to really understand. So if you're supporting someone that's going through it, just know that, that they appreciate it, but it's got to be in their time. And, you know, that perception, once they understand that there is fulfillment, that there is light essentially at the end of that tunnel, that life doesn't always have to be this way. You know, they will make those steps. They will take it. Like if Lisa and I discussed, you have to get to that point in your life. You have the rock bottom with the 10,000 other layers of rocks on top of it type of scenario or a situation where you're at work and you can't imagine working there another day. You have to get to that point. I know I was there. And one day I came in and I was just like, I can't do this anymore. I can't be here next week. And that was it. You know, I can't do this. Um, so there are situations where you, ha- you will have to get to that point to make that change. And then you can live in harmony with people. You can live your best life. You can live truly undivided. Now, I wanted to... Um, promote my practice if anyone needs any help with career transition, maybe out of a toxic work environment. It's www.frankjmaduricoaching.com. Lisa's website is lovequest, lovequestcoaching.com. And I also wanted to point to you to my book. It is, as I referred to it uh, two weeks ago, the Lenten season. Uh, it's Lent for us as Catholics and Christians. Reflections on the Passion a modern guide to the stations of the cross. All proceeds are donated to charity to assist Christians persecuted by ISIS in the Middle East and trying to get back to their homes and their homelands and their communities. I had someone that recently sent me a note that purchased the book and said that it really helped to heal them in some toxic situations they were in. And that's what I'd like to leave you with tonight. The spiritual connection is going to help you the most If you're lost, spiritual connection is going to help you find your way out. And Jesus is the ultimate healer, and he will heal you. Come to him. You know, pick up my book. Reflect on what he went through for you. And you will be healed and live undivided. My next episode, my next show, April the 3rd, live, Wednesday night, April the 3rd, 7 p.m., My guest 
Minu Hexpor. Minu Hexpor will join me for episode 43. Minu's going to join me live from Beirut, Lebanon, as we talk about getting into the Middle East and the listeners there. And we're going to be sharing a lot of different experiences from her journey through life and living in different places. Minu Hexpor, Undivided, episode 43, April the 3rd, live. And until then, this has been episode 42 of Undivided, Navigating Toxic Relationships. I want to thank my guest, Lisa Concepcion. I would like to thank the callers and the listeners and the email questions for all the audience near and far. I appreciate and I appreciate you, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart. For Russ Terry, for Danica Treble, for all my fellow co-hosts here at the Life Coach Radio Network, until I meet up with you guys again on April the 3rd, be blessed and be well. <laughs>